How's it going, everybody? It's Charlie, the good brother Duke here. You know what's going on. Actually, this is our first WWE show. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know what's true. going on. You've never listened yeah, to us talk about anything we're, we're, wise uh, before. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But um, so we, normally we do a podcast called Eat Sleep Elite, which just talks about AEW. Although we do mention WWE way more often than you would think. Uh, because yeah, we uh we had a podcast covering WWE for about five years, give or take, with our good brother Brady, and uh and then we kind of moved into AEW. And, and let's be honest, what? all right. Let me, let me and just this say is something, something. I, I, something that's probably needed to be said on ESE for a while is that like because they're basically trading talent back and forth more or less, not in like a oh we're partners, but like kind of. I mean, they don't really. No one seems to have gotten mad over talent switching sides, other than talent in the companies. So like. And Cody is not. Cody might be come the last. back to AEW. I would they imagine how much more of a star he would be for after. Like imagine, imagine if every five years Cody just changes companies. That'd be crazy. Yep, and and that's something. Uh, oh, yeah, we're gonna have some fun. And uh, so this is something we're gonna do more of this year. And these are our ESE mini episodes where we're gonna cover other pay per views, right? Now, the next, if we cover another WWE show, it's most likely going to be WrestleMania. But, like, we got Battle in the Valley coming up for, with New Japan next month that we're going to cover. And it's things like that because get more minis it's out, funny, get more shows actually, out for you guys. We both we watched everyone checking most it out. of Wrestle Kingdom this year. I mean, you watched all of it. I think I just missed a couple of matches. Yeah. That, um, or maybe I just – I forget. I, I, and definitely, we I just think didn't the do anything about it. We, we, we're we do mentioned the, it on the SC, I think, a little bit. Like, oh, the, the Kenny won the championship and all that. But, like, we didn't, you know, we, we didn't really, you know, I think we've, we've, we, didn't we do something for Dominion one year? I think, I forget. But, like, um, I want to say we, yeah. we talked about it and we just never got around to it. But we've always wanted to branch out and do other companies just because, like, the only reason we just did ESC is because that was just what was interesting to us at the time. Like, I, I got to be honest with everyone. When I heard CM Punk was coming back to wrestling, that was enough to get me to come back. You know, like I, and that was what spawned our our interest in doing another show together. And now here we are. What two more still than two going, years later? Still, just, still growing, just under two years. You know, but like, hey, sometimes so, you got to try new things. So yeah, let's just uh, let's jump right into it then. So, well, obviously, we kicked us off with the actual Royal Rumble match. And right away, I thought getting Gunther out there first and getting Sheamus out there second, that was a good sign to me. Because uh, apparently, now I didn't know this, but apparently 27 of the uh, entrants were announced. Thankfully, I didn't know who they were. So everyone coming out was a surprise to me. But when I heard that after I started fact, to like, wonder oh, what the deal was with that segment that they showed footage from where they had a bunch of people. Now, they've done that before where people get their numbers, right? They've done like the, the lottery balls before. Yes. Actually, and some people are revealed, right? You'll get like three or four. And, and that's fine. You can reveal most of the entrance. I don't care. It doesn't actually matter because they could also – I think I think one time they talked about people top possibly trading numbers backstage before. And I'm like, I, I could see how somebody would pull that because it's like if you just get handed like a, a ball with a number on it or whatever, like an envelope, like – how could you right and and that just yeah, but, I like so, that idea. Know. Who who do we see get upset? Yeah, it was Drew so, McIntyre, right? He, he so got I pretty upset see, with like, his something like that working. So you don't have to make it these like hard and fast rules about how the the entrance. Yeah, it's great when like twenty six of the numbers are surprises, but like then you also kind of have to start really. You got to go to some of those legends, and that gets awkward. So like we saw a couple things that we'll talk about that were fine, but they could have been way worse. You know, um, 
And yes, and they, so you know, yeah. it's like you know, it's not like uh, since we since we talk about AEW so much, it's not like when Sting jumps off of everything, and you're like, oh yeah, that'll be fine, you know, because it's Sting. Like, but uh, you know, but like Sting! you just don't want someone to get hurt or something like that, you know. But it's nice to see that in Triple H's WWE, Gunther has been a star, and he was treated as it tonight. I believe he broke the oh, yeah. Rumble record broke the as Rey the Mysterio. longest guy yeah, in the Rumble. long-standing Rey Mysterio record. Well-deserved, man. It's nice to see, you know, because I always thought, this is funny because this kind of, this covering uh, the Royal Rumble is going to give us a chance to wax Rapsodic. Absolutely. We, we don't get, don't the get to talk about to them. We'll often. mention them when we can. But, so, yeah. but, but Gunther, I mean, this was, when he was announced there was Sheamus, I'm like, okay, I'm in. And then Miz, you know, then they do their thing with Kofi. Apparently, yeah, Kofi botched his thing again this year. Maybe, maybe it's it was time to retire knows, the Kofi spots. Then I think, uh, yeah, when you when you when you lose, I it think two it's getting in, in his row, head. I mean, yeah, if, if he can't overcome that, maybe that would be the greatest comeback story of all time for the next Royal Rumble, and then Kofi wins it or something. But um, unless you're going to pull some yeah. nonsense like that, um, you know, uh, I think I think I feel bad for Kofi, man, because that was one of my favorite parts of the Royal Rumble for years was watching Kofi do his nonsense. Like, it, it, like he agreed, did some crazy agreed. shit over the different Royal Rumbles that I've seen him in. Um, and it sucks now that like if they ever show a montage of it, they have to cut out the last two. You know, like because yeah, yeah, because damn cause he's, right. You know, uh, oh so, man, but I I, I don't want to rag on the guy too and much. Then he's he's our still boy really here, fun Johnny. Do our boy Johnny wrestling with uh. Uh, a remix of the song. I'm glad I haven't watched it. I was like, yo, what the I, fuck was that? We've we've talked a lot about lately how Def Rebel has not put out some great music for WWE. That is, unfortunately, it, it, those days have, have... I did not think there'd be another company putting out more consistent, like, better intro music than WWE because I mean, it was it's so like good. We, we, we review AEW, so it's years. super hit or miss over there. Like, um, it depends on the person, and oftentimes it, they nail it, but, like, like, sometimes they absolutely do not, and you're like, oh, that music was there for a week, and it's gone, you know? I think they did that with Scorpio once, like... The perfect example, that garbage theme they dropped yep. from Marina Shafir... They used it for like three months. Then they remix it, and I'm not kidding you. It's a fucking yeah, literally. Banger. I think that's maybe what you need to do with some of the themes. Like, I'll, I'll give you another example. All right, and we'll I, talk you know about what, I this totally... more when we get to the women's match. But Oscar's theme right now, I'm not really feeling that either. You know, like I. It... Oh yeah, yeah but she her looked look great, and her funny. she was still Oscar. Oh, I had nothing to do with any of that. Just the entrance, and I think, could have been a little more intense. I totally uh, forgot. Do what? Before the oh, match yeah. even starts. Pat oh yeah, dude. Pat back on commentary. I, this is like the first time he's been back <sighs> since I don't even know when. Like it's been. I felt like Pat McAfee with the way he was giving commentary was for a lot of people that maybe haven't kept up with the product. I mean, because he's also probably been struggling to keep up with the doing like game day and stuff. Yeah, right? I mean, like, he, so you know. I really want to know the backstory if Michael Cole knew he'd be there. He really played. I mean, Michael Cole is so like good at like, like FaceTimed no, him today. You, know, you, you could ne- you would never know with Michael Cole. Like people give Michael Cole a lot of shit, but like he's actually probably like one of the best commentators of all time just because of how you you never know where where he's at with stuff. Like I think for years people just thought that because I, like he because of how much Vince was in his ear telling him literally exactly what to say word for word, like. And now the guy's mentioning fucking yeah, like PWG. He always would have been Japan doing that. Stuff, that's like, what that tells like, me. Is he would have always been doing that stuff, but he was just always kind of, um, you know, hamstrung, you know, and he wasn't able to do that because he was being literally fed lines by somebody in his ear, um, which makes you appreciate what he does yeah. a little bit more. But like Pat McAfee, like I said, has probably so, not been able to follow it. I mean, I'm sure he followed it as much as he can, you know, but 
um i'm sure he probably had to do like a little bit of a crash course on everything that's been going on you know like exactly so so uh we'll kind of go through the match we're not going to go beat for beat but we'll touch on some stuff that i uh, would be fun to touch on here and so xavier woods comes out then we got carrying cross and then chad gable chad gable i mean this i i, I freaking love chad gable dude and he has this whole shoe stick that i feel like is pretty funny the crowd was all doing it with him. They're booing his ass. I used to joke around for years. I'd call him the future uh, New Japan Junior Heavyweight Champion. Because, my God, an Olympic – dude, his his gimmick could just be he's an Olympic athlete in the Junior Heavyweight Division. He would be so cool in the fucking Junior Heavyweight I mean, Division. if they hadn't just, like, had Carl Anderson, like, literally fuck up the potential relationship between New Japan and WWE, and that could have happened, you know? I mean, He literally you – know? yeah. He could have gone there. Uh, Drew McIntyre ninth, and Drew McIntyre, man, he just he has this energy. He feels like a big star. It's ever since that that run up to Clash of the Castle, it's felt like he's had a different like uh, a different vibe to him because they finally unleashed him a little bit. That the run that he had like when he was champion and stuff like that, obviously was um, obviously a big part of that. I don't think he'd be viewed the same way if they hadn't actually. Yeah, and it it was unfortunately handcuffed by. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone still bought into him as a big star, though. After that, as soon as the crowds oh, came oh, back, they course, were with him. But course. I mean, like, um, I think I, I do I do feel bad for him in that regard because, like, him, you know, Sheeta when she was champion, you know what I mean? Like, um, like you know what I'm saying? Like, there's various people that didn't really get to ever really live out that. Yeah, exactly. Get their title but, reign in front um, of a live crowd, but it doesn't really matter because he's benefited from that ever since. Because now he's like. He is. He was always treated like a top guy, but like he's like among like probably the top three to five guys in the company now. I would say like so. I mean, yeah. It's- uh, he he takes out Cross with a cl- uh, with a claymore kick pretty quick. Uh, Cross has had a rough return. To yeah. yeah, that's unfortunate. I don't know what to do um, with him. Santos Escobar, who is someone I've been a very big fan of, and it, you know him getting a nice entrance here. Thought that was a nice little thing. He uh, immediately went for Gargano. That immediately made me think that'd be a fun match. That'd be a couple of guys right there. Uh, Angelo Dawkins at 11th. And that's when we had the uh, Gunther knocking out Woods and Kingston. And that all happened. Bork Laser at 12. Brock Winslow. Oh, wait. Uh, real quick, uh, him and Gunther had a face-off and the crowd went nuts. Does that make I you mean- think... I mean, Maybe yeah, WrestleMania. I, mean, I, 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 if anybody would be the one to take um, the IC title off of him, I think it'd be Brock, probably, right? That almost makes me think. Do you think he would put Gunther over? Oh, I mean, yeah, I think, I think if Brock isn't interested in winning the IC title, that would be the only reason why he would do the match, right? I, and right? I can't see them not doing it for the title. So, yeah, that sounds like a really fun, big meat man match for for me, I mean, and that feels like a match Brock's going to invest in too. And you might see like right? Brock chop. At him to death and him chopped just to death, like kind of like yeah, that could be on the level if they if they go there that could be on the level of Dragonov versus uh when he was walter you know what i mean like so i mean it could seriously that that is so a wrestlemania that, type match i you know hey um and then we have lashley hit the ring who spears lesnar slams everyone in sight and eliminates lesnar before the next guy even comes out yeah uh, that was a good payoff for Lashley because I, I still think Lashley should have beat Lesnar in the little feud they had, but that was good good payoff for Lashley. I, I have I've been on record many times. I have always been a massive Same. Bobby Lashley fan. I, I was even a fan of Bobby Lashley and, when he took every belt in Impact. Like that was great. In Impact, that was such a cool. 
that was people such a shit cool on that storyline, but like him, it was really E3 fun watching uh, him beat everyone McIntyre. to death. And then like because Impact needed a bro, people, that was the like underrated part of Impact rebooting itself was that they just had Bobby win all the championships and then just disrespect all of them, so they had to reboot everything. It was great. It was it was one of the best reboots of a wrestling company I've ever seen. Like because they just didn't care. They were like, you know. I, we got this really great guy. His name is Bobby, and he's going to be the champion. <laughs> it was great. Like <laughs> Corbin enters 14th. He gets beat up. Doesn't even get a chance. I think the only way to save Corbin is to team him up with fucking the FTR guys. If they, you know, if they go to WWE, he goes to AEW. Who knows? Apparently, they're really good friends in real life. But and you know what? You attach him to those guys, and honestly, he can use. Uh, I mean, I might get I'm the not saying Corbin's not like uh, among the elite technical wrestlers but i think having having him with them for a little while could sharpen his game just all around you know like so that'd be a good he must be just an awesome guy every wrestler loves he also him. but he, he makes just, it but he always he makes himself just... come off as like a dick and everything that's not like in character so i, yeah. like, I don't know how to I, I, is he actually like just like is he the dick that everyone gets along with you know what i mean like or is he just actually just a good guy who just doesn't want to not be a sort of heel all the time you know what i mean like i don't know does he just live that gimmick i don't know I, I would I would need to meet the guy to know like what the deal is with him because that's it's interesting you know yeah it's it's something so cool uh, I wonder if Dax will be able to get him on the get him on that podcast I don't I wonder know if that's one of those ones that like I was that. like William Regal would have been the guy that you would have thought been able to get like anybody you know what I mean but then it didn't seem like that's the way that they went with it yeah. that podcast is gone so um so Seth Rollins at fifteen I well, thought that him was, and Becky both came out at fifteen that's totally not on purpose. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Otis at 16. Ray's music hits at 17, but he doesn't enter. And uh, this is where Rollins takes out Lashley, which I think is they've they've been feuding this past year. It uh, picked up on him with mm-hmm. Austin Theory. So maybe WrestleMania. We'll see about that. Again, I can buy into Rollins Lesnar or Rollins Lashley. I don't need Rollins. <laughs> I, I'd take it um, at WrestleMania. Dominic Mysterio at 18th enters wearing Ray's mask, and I'm not kidding you. I've been keeping up on the stuff that this guy's been doing, whether it's jumping Ray on Thanksgiving at his own house, showing up at Christmas with Mommy Rhea Ripley. I mean, this, this man is a menace. Him going to prison, him going to prison, and then two weeks later being this hard motherfucker is such a great storyline. <laughs> and you can tell the crowd cares more about him now, too, because he was getting dogged on like really hard probably about 18 months ago like people were saying this guy doesn't deserve to be here he he should be in nxt at the least like because he's not keeping up with people on the main roster so what do they do let's stick him with rhea ripley damian priest who also looks like a million bucks and finn balor our boy we're always gonna love finn balor here oh yeah i mean I, i've always been a fan of uh i remember the reason why but i became a fan of finn was actually because like it was when wwe made that acquisition of like four guys from new japan that was like the um you know anderson gallows uh shinsuke and, and aj at the same time and uh the yeah. guy that was I was told to associate them with was Finn because I'd seen a little bit of Finn in NXT and I was like, oh, the guy that paints himself, he's pretty cool. Um, he's pretty cool. I've always cool. been a fan of Finn, though. Remember, so, uh, do you remember how excited and disappointed we were when, because I think we had a podcast that when he won the title, did we not? I want to say we did. Like, And we were like, oh, so, yeah, dude. Yeah. We had, we, our podcast was still going when he won it in NXT. Um, was it really? Oh yes. no no! I the mean, when he time. won like the uh, the universal title, like the first the first one. I think I think we had a show then. Yeah, and and then when he went back to NXT like Absolutely. a year later. God, I forgot. Finn's done so much stuff. Yeah, I mean, 
Oh, it was dude with Adam Cole. Oh hey, my man. god, that was so good. And Johnny was in there. He speaking of Johnny, he eliminates Johnny right away. Elias also entered during there, and then Booker T, dude. Um, we've mentioned Booker <laughs> T a lot lately because he owns that wrestling. Like he's associated with that Texas wrestling, and you know, guys like Bounty Hunter Keith, who's really been showing up lately. Uh, Roxy Roxanne Perez, we've. We covered her a lot when she Booker was. Booker T, I mean, AWW, hot take were essentially. Um... <laughs> God, he's all over the place. But I got to tell you, it was kind of no, fun yeah, seeing I'm... him in the ring, and he hit the uh, spin. Dude, I felt so bad that he couldn't and hit like a full he... spin Rooney, but I mean, I, he probably knew. Is this kind of what you were alluding to earlier, where he got in, yes. did his little uh, yes. thing, and got out? There's I, I, no he embarrassment really here. Hurt. It just... seemed like based on when he did the spin Rooney, like it could have looked, it could have gone badly. Um, but like he managed to get in and get out quickly enough. Like, yeah, I mean, I just I I when because he didn't look like he was moving well when he was trying to hit like the um like the oh, what is that like the Lake Larry and stuff like that. But um, but you know, it was, I mean, it was better than I would have expected if you had, if you told me Booker T was going to wrestle. It, this was a genuine surprise. Booker T is one of those guys like. that has done I did this not a few he... times, and like most of the time he's done it, he's looked great. I think this is like the worst I've ever seen him. So I mean, you know, and that's not even saying anything because he looked fine. And like I said, he didn't. This kind of shit used to be the, my biggest gripe with the Rumble was that they would bring back old people that could not actually do anything, and it was just a waste of time. You know, like. And yeah. so I, and I'm, as long as we're not wasting time, like he was literally like, I put it in my notes. It's like only like 30 seconds or something like that that he was in there for, but it worked. I mean, I, I'm sure everybody in the crowd was like, had, had a nice time, you know, hearing that music. So I, I certainly popped when it came out, when it came on. So. And it is the, uh, it is the reality of wrestling is the one in Texas that, that he does own yes. he is the owner. So he's trained on dark wrestlers school, I think. Oh yeah. I'm looking through the roster right now, and I, I feel like I've seen every now and then we'll get these one, guys in um, but or the one, they'll mention association. But that Brian Keith Bounty Hunter, he, he that is Absolutely. a star right there. He I, he will be in AEW or WWE yeah. soon enough. Uh, Damian Priest, Montez Ford, who looked jacked. <laughs> Holy shit, he looked great. Uh, he wasn't in there long either. Edge at 24, spears everyone on the Judgment Day, gets eliminated by uh, Priest and Balor. But that was kind of cool. Uh, a Town down, so Austin Theory. You know, we joked on our show uh, about his cash in. That was oh, diet. You know, he cashed in on the U.S. title, and uh, yeah, that was. But after Austin Theory, Edge gets attacked by Balor and Priest outside the ring as Theory entered. And then Rhea shows up. She attacks Edge from behind. Beth Phoenix appeared behind her, and the crowd is going nuts. She spears Ripley. This is a fun yeah. little thing here. I mean, it was a good payoff. That was if a whole, you, that if was you a like me, haven't segment. been watching really WWE that. since that happened, then this was like, oh, it's like I just picked right up where I left off. Great. Yeah. And, and at this point, let me just say this. The pace of the fucking rumble is off the charts. I thought it was flying in a good way. You know, something I actually and, thought and I would I'm point cl- out here. So I felt that there were times in both matches where it felt like they had to rush to get some people out. I don't know if somebody like missed an elimination spot in either match or something like but it did feel like it was rushed. At a few it points. is possible. Now, I'm not saying that was a, like it hurt either I think, match that much. I think if it did hurt either match, it would have been the women's match that hurt more because there was like a fucking rush to get like five people out of the ring at one point in the women's match, and none of them really got enough. You know, but it's fine. Yeah, you know, it's these matches aren't meant to be like exactly you know, and, technical masterpieces. And I think for the men's, it was so we could have our like 11, 12 minutes at the end which of an actual I match. I'm super which I was, excited to talk about because that's something I've been asking for for any of these like like matches with eliminations over the course of a period of time. Like it doesn't have to be a Royal Rumble match to be 
a finish like this. You could do this at like Survivor Series if that was still a thing. You know what I mean? Like, um, and just yeah. have it lead up to a match. So, and then we had Omos at 26, followed by Strowman, Ricochet at 28. Again, none of these really felt too important. We're kind of waiting to see, like, all right, when's I kept, I don't know about you, I kept being like, is Cody seriously at the I, I was thinking that a little. Uh, Logan like, Paul. Does it feel like uh, as much of a win for him that he came out literally last and won the thing? Like, I mean, okay. He beat a guy that was in there yeah, for over uh, an Logan hour Paul. and 10 minutes, like, or something like that. Like, I know that she kind of should have done the roles reverse there, but maybe they I just mean, didn't want to. I mean, if they do that out with out Cody, then, that like, they have to threaten that Cody is going to be like, with Walter. Sorry, with Walter. With Gunther, you can. I'm never going to get used to that. With Gunther, you can get away with that because he's like a big man. You know what I mean? You can you can pull that trick. I'm not saying that Cody Agreed. couldn't also make it convincing. I'm just saying it makes more sense in a wrestling fan's head. Dude, oh my God. Danielson's last rumble was so good. It was something. It was like that. He came out early. And, and you can do that with time. a guy like that. He had I the don't ground beef chest for hell. Returning Cody. I think in the 20s, maybe in the 10s. It would have made more sense, but I mean, 30, I felt like 26, 26 would have been yeah, perfect. that's actually honestly where I felt out. he was going to cut 26 or when 26 came out and it wasn't him, it was almost or whatever. Um, I thought, okay, then he'll be one of the next ones and maybe he'll eliminate almost. And that, that would be, that'd be a, a big return <laughs> spot for him, but it didn't go that way. Yeah. At this point, at this point, Gunther then takes out both Seamus and McIntyre by himself. That's <laughs> fucking insane. Logan Paul uh, gets, at the 29 treatment, so that was the last, quote, surprise. Uh, I honestly thought he would have been in the match, but that's okay. Uh, he hit Ricochet with a buckshot lariat, and he also had a really cool spot with Ricochet where they just, they, like, eyed each other up, stood at the opposite eye to, opposite sides of the ring, and fucking did a springboard and collided in midair. That was a pretty fun spot. Uh, Cody enters at 30. I mean, the fireworks, the big, it's a Cody Rhodes fucking entrance in the rumble. Of course it is. Well, he's also the Cody. last one to come you out. Know, it's not like what he has to worry about anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. But you know, give it to Cody to get the big smoke show. It's like, this is who he is, man. And this is what we love about him. And, uh, Cody so, is the epitome of that speaking of Cody. punk style of now nah, he didn't come up on the indies, but of, of, of embracing that artistic style. Like Kenny Omega and him were probably tight because of this. I'd imagine at least at one point because, Oh my God. Yeah. Because they, they they're, they're all about the, the show and making it like a memorable experience for, for somebody. So well put, uh, he hits theory with a springboard cutter. Then he chucks that weight into the belt. I love that he is the American Nightmare character still. They didn't change a fucking thing. And it's it's so cool because I think that's not going to – we've seen this before where they don't really change things from people. Uh, and it's it's nice going back and forth like we were talking about earlier with the two major companies. Um, I think if you had done Cody Dom any other the- way when he came back at WrestleMania, I don't think it would have worked. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it would have been received either. well because like MGF. People, I think if MGF eventually, jumps, I think there would have been a, a lot of WWE He's, fans that would have just viewed it as a win because they stole somebody from AEW, which is not what it ultimately ended up being. And I'm glad that a lot. I mean, I I don't want Cody to ever be injured, but it's kind of like cosmic karma that they they all acted like so smug about Cody coming back to WWE, and then all of a sudden they didn't have him anymore. You know, so um, it felt like when we. It felt it like when we were in the, the lead yeah, up he, to, to Forbidden Door and there was a lot of bitterness on the other side and then all of a sudden all the injuries started coming in and, and that flipped, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so we kind of get down our final four. We had Rhodes, Theory, Gunther, and Rollins. Uh, I mean, obviously Rollins and, and Rhodes were your uh, – they had to get those eye, the face off there. That was, that was the money shot. 
Cole eventually. Uh, Do you think they're going to have another match by the way, the, like before the the WrestleMania? I do, but I don't think before. Roman. I think maybe after. I, I think I think maybe when maybe maybe when Cody is uh, defending his world title, okay. hopefully okay. he can put it against okay. Rollins at one of those shows, and that could be. I felt like they were teasing time. that up a little bit. I'm not saying that that doesn't mean this couldn't come back later, but I mean, you know. So Logan Paul sneaks back in the ring, gets rid of Rollins. Paul bragged about it until Rhodes hit him with a crossroads and eliminated him. Cody Rhodes and Gunther as your final two. And this was awesome, man. They started exchanging some really good chops. Um, Rhodes went to the top, but Gunther brought him down with a superplex. Again, we're not really no. used to this in the Rumble, so that yeah, was a really I, nice I've, touch. I, I do. Like, is- it was it was wild. It felt like we got like 10 more minutes of wrestling after they started to be the last two. I, I know we probably didn't, but like, it's what it felt like. It felt like we had like a full-ass match. Like. It, exactly. That's what it felt like. It, it slowed down the match perfectly, and you're like, oh my god, all right, two left, two left. There were some people thinking maybe uh, Ray Mysterio was showing up. I'm like, no, I think I, I think, think they, they sold the Ray thing pretty well. Show up in the match. I mean, it was a little weird that he he they flashed his name and see. I think they're setting up a Dominic Ray. Dude, that would have been the gonna, way you set you know, it up. Have him eliminate Dominic. It felt like it felt weird that there was nobody in the match that that should eliminate Dominic. You know what I mean? Like maybe Edge, yeah, maybe Edge. That is Edge, fair. I feel like Edge will let Ray Mysterio handle his own business. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. Oh, it yeah. was weird hearing Rey Mysterio's so, music hit and then never seeing him. I will say that. Never seeing him. That was a weird touch. So Cody's on the apron. He's getting choked out. He gets out of it. He tried something off the top rope. Gunther hits him with a chop on the way down. He came back with a crossroads and clotheslined Gunther out of the ring. Cody Rhodes is the 2023 Men's Royal Rumble winner. And there was some massive fireworks. This was, this was awesome. But there was a name noticeably missing. And that was Sami Zayn, who was actually the the number two guy that people thought might actually have now, a shot at winning. I'm gonna tell you why I think that was the right decision. Um, I, I initially questioned this. I asked you about this. Like we were uh, for those of you that don't know, when we watch these shows, we tend to text back and forth. If we're both watching them live, and um, I remember texting you this like right after the match, and I was like, I started thinking about it, and I was gonna send you a message about what immediately came to mind. And that's what I'm about to tell you now because I saved it. I was like, okay, I'm going to save this for the show. I think the reason why that match worked so well and why Cody didn't get booed out of the building is because they didn't even tease Sammy winning. Once people had bought in that they yeah. knew that Sammy's not in this match, once 29 hit and you're like, they're not going to not have Cody. We already know he's in the match, so we know he's coming. And if you knew all 27 other entrants that were or 26, I guess in that case, that were announced, then you knew – there was only a couple of surprises that you were actually going to get. So the fact that we didn't get Sammy um, told people that that was not the direction they were going. And that allowed them to accept that they had to, by the time we got to Cody winning, there was no reason for them to boo because everyone wants to support Cody as well. Like, I, you know, we're not holding it against that Cody. Is absolutely. Yep. Cause you know what? They've learned from their past with that. Remember it was uh, Danielson and the triple H rumble. And the one where AJ Styles debuted, everyone, everyone wanted Danielson. And when you knock him out that quick, I actually, I think I'm mixing it up. It was the next one, but either way, everyone wanted Danielson to win this thing. They knocked him out quick. And then it was a winner. They didn't want it was, it was the and year Batista. They got booed one, off which I think it was 2014. Yeah. So, and then now, you know, this is, yeah, it puts you in a weird spot. So here we go. Let's do the uh, glow in the dark mini golf uh, <laughs> match here. 
Bray Wyatt. Yeah, where the and fuck LA Knight. was Naomi? Really this cool should have been Naomi's Knight. return right here, dude. They should do her match. Dude, if Naomi's gimmick was this is the kind up. of match she has, I might actually be into that. I mean, she's good anyway. That would be pretty like, cool. Uh, fun. Like, holy shit. So, I mean, here's the thing. This was a, a Mountain Dew pitch black thing, right? Bray's face paint was fucking Yeah, his awesome. body paint was uh, cool, really actually. Cool. I liked that he decided, like, well, we're going to do this glow-in-the-dark shit, so I'm, I'm going to make it some cool body paint, you know, so that my tattoos aren't completely hidden. And, you know, they, they must have pitched a lot of shit here. I mean, you had guys going through a table and neon green shit flying everywhere. And, yeah, this was really quick. Five minutes. Wyatt wins with the sister, Abigail. After the match, Wyatt's got a horror mask on. He's stalking Knight. And he's no-selling kendo sticks. Uncle Howdy appeared from above on some staging structure. Howdy gave Knight a diving elbow off the stage. And you could tell from the camera angle they used that he, like, missed oh, him. Oh, that was a probably intentional. I mean, if he had hit him from that high, probably. Yeah. Him, I, mean, I mean, like. Yeah. Um. And then Firefly Funhouse members so what, are appearing on the show. Do we structure. have any theories about who uh, Uncle Howdy actually is? Like, I, From what I've picked up yeah. on, and uh, people think it's Bo Dallas. I mean, I would like it to be Bo Dallas because... And it's his real life brother. And in this song, in Bray's song, it talks about okay. his brother. So it makes sense. I hope it's Bo Dallas. If, that's it could Bo, be if Bo Dallas took that spot, I mean, that'd be glorious for his career. I, I'd love myself some Bo Dallas. So, I think that's actually one of my favorite like, um, old school NXT title reigns. Is Bo Dallas? Is weirdly, absolutely. Uh, it was nice to see Elena in this spot. And then this next match, I'm literally going to cover it in one line. You ready for this? So Bianca Belair defeats Alexa Bliss to retain the Raw Women's Championship. This was a just an ordinary match, and she won it with the KOD. Yawn. I. I don't think I missed anything. Uh, the only thing you missed was mentioning I'm how not desperately, uh, desperately, Alexa Bliss needs to be rebooted. <laughs> and I think they've done that like three times. Uh, if you want to watch a women's match, this, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. No, genuinely. If, <laughs> we'll no, I, you won't do that. I don't care. If you genuinely. Tomorrow on Eat Sleep Elite, when we're talking about AW Dark's uh, Britt Baker versus Billy Starks, that was a thousand times better than the Raw Women's Championship on the fucking Royal Rumble. What the yeah, fuck was this? Yeah, it was this? bad. It was bad. I mean, it wasn't It wasn't bad. They just didn't... No one gave a shit about this match, and neither did, I think, either person in it. I think this was just, like... This was a house show I, match. I think Literally. maybe, like, maybe I should, like... I wish I had looked at the, the build for this one, because it didn't look like they did much for it. That might have been the problem. Like, there just wasn't a build, and Alexis... It was some supernatural shit, man. Uh, this is I, this is. I'm only going to say this one time, and it's for this. This is the reason I don't miss covering this shit weekly. And I'm going to say that now. I'm just this was, when we have when we're reviewing WWAEW, like in like, which is not how you would pronounce that. I know when Tony Khan's tweeting about. Thank you, Alexa Bliss, for your <laughs> when, when no, we get no, when I'm, we get I'm Alexa good. Bliss future endeavored by Tony Khan. You know, no, fucking good. leave her alone. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I love Bianca Belair. So cool. I like Alexa Bliss it's too. That's her. why I That's wanted to get rebooted because she's actually like one of the few women that were like just thrown into the spotlight. And when they tried to actually suddenly give a shit about women back in like 2016, like, um, oh, dude, she yeah, was so she was good on the, the fucking that went oh live. She was one she of the best so parts of it. And I think, I think her she's like a six Carmella or seven time women's champion. Awesome. Like she's a legit yeah, we, like all timer of the women's division, and and we and she's just stuck in this vortex of just nothingness right now. 
Literally. <laughs> All right. So the women's rumble. Talk uh, about Rhea a vortex and nothing. No, she was. <laughs> uh, Rhea Ripley enters first. Uh, she's selling the spear she took from Beth. Uh, Liv Morgan's out second. I was like, okay, cool. And then, you know, uh, Dana Brooke, Emma. I didn't realize Emma was with WWE. That was actually a little bit of a shock to me. And then I was like, oh, wait. That happened twice in this match. Yeah, there was oh, a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. don't know why. Emma, but I don't. I. I see when people tweet about SmackDown and stuff and, and Raw, and no one ever talks about her. So I was like, maybe she's NXT. No, she's she's on the roster. Whatever. I guess I just missed I it. think there's a lot of people that they okay. brought back recently that just haven't been using much. That's my guess. I would have to think. like, And this was the opportunity they used to spring yeah. some of them because, like, you know, it was obviously like people joke about the 873 people on the AEW roster, but like there's actually that many people on the WWE roster too. They just do cuts every now and then, like, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, uh, fifth is Shayna Baszler. Uh, sixth is Bailey. Um, Morgan and Bailey kind of went at each other immediately. B-Fab enters at seven. Why does everyone shit on B-Fab? I thought she was fine. Yeah, she was in there for 36 seconds. It's because people don't like Hit Row without uh, I mean, uh, Swerve. So they all the members kind of get I mean, down, okay. unfortunately. I mean, all right. Yeah. Uh, NXT Women's Champion Roxanne Perez at eight. Holy shit, did she look good? She Roxanne Perez is a fucking star, uh, and I like that they mentioned. You know, she went to the Booker T Wrestling, so that was a nice touch. I already forgot the name. Reality of wrestling. Reality yeah. of wrestling. There we go. Dakota Kai at nine. Io Sky at ten. Uh, this is a nice trio uh-huh. we just got here, huh? I love seeing Io. Uh, all of Damage Control is now in. They by, the way, that, by the way, that moment Kyle when Eo gets in, it's kind of when the match started to shift into the story that they were going to tell, which is the damage control kind of yeah. you know, working like a unit and uh, and systematically eliminating everybody else from the ring, which they actually did in a really cool way, which I'm sure we'll get into across the course of the match. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, Natalia at 11. We always, uh, I always like Natalia. Uh, Candice LeRae at 12. She goes after damage control, but Baszler catches her with a knee strike. Uh, Natalia and Baszler had a really cool face-off, but the crowd didn't care. Um, they tried to eliminate each other, so Damage Control eliminated them both. Okay. Um, Zoe Stark came out at 13, former tag team champion in NXT with Io Shirai. Um, Cole asks, <laughs> he asked Graves, he's like, if she won a big battle royale recently, and Graves responded, I believe <laughs> she has. Okay, I guess. Okay. Not like they pinned an entire show around that battle royale, and she was the big winner. Uh, Zoe Stark is very good. I like they're getting the spot. Um, clearly, if when they tagged her with EO, I thought it was a fun little team, and I actually was very impressed by her. She was. She reminded me of when Ruby came into NXT and was there for three months and kind of took over. Zoe was doing the same thing, and then she got a big injury, so now she's back in NXT, just kind of doing her thing. But yeah, I, I think Tra- Shawn Michaels, Triple H, they all, they all like her there. Zia Lee at 14. It's nice to see Zia Lee again. And Larray is at this point still fighting off damage control, but gets eliminated by Sky. So, you know, is uh, Candice Larray and damage control? I, I, I mean, I feel about all know, that kind of going on there. Uh, Candice can get a good match out of anybody, and all three of those women are really good wrestlers. So, you know, I'll take that anytime. Becky Lynch at 15, and they're, like you said, the subtle nod to Rollins at 15 earlier. She goes after damage control. They beat her up outside the ring. Um, they laid her out as a crowd booed. Um, yeah, Lynch got toasted by damage control fast. There's a story there. 
Lynch is still like one of the top dogs. I think I think the weird thing and, is like damage control gets treated like they're the three top people in the company on the women's side, but they're really not. They're not like treated that way. Like I don't know if it's that Bailey needed to have like a championship reign at some point when they were first getting hot or something. It's it's not like they've gotten cold. They're still I think probably the hottest women's act in WWE, right? Yeah, and I think there's still women's tag champs on the. Main well, roster. I just mean with like with her. I think I think maybe so, there's I don't some even spice missing or something. I don't know. Like she's. She's just yeah, like me, not yeah. At I that could see that top top level. She's just right below it. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe maybe after Bianca's held the title for a little bit longer, that's who takes it off of her. I you know I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tegan Knox at sixteen, Oscar at seventeen to a big reaction with some new music, and she's wearing a version of her Kana face paint. So. People were predicting maybe Dark Oscar would happen, and it does. She immediately eliminates Knox. Welcome back to the company. <laughs> um, Piper Niven no no, no longer as she, she enters at eighteen. No longer with yeah. that horrible <laughs> name of Dewdrop. That was a fucking. That was literally one of the worst names I've ever seen, and it was so unfortunate. She can actually go. So uh, Tamina at nineteen, she gets a face off with Niven. That was pretty cool. Chelsea Green at twenty. This is a, a debut. This was a return. Yeah, because she will. was at like the performance so, center forever, wasn't she? Like, yep she was she was in uh, she was all over the place. I believe she was even on SmackDown for a week before she broke her wrist, and then most recently she was in Impact, and now she's back in WWE. Which a lot of people think Zack Ryder is going to be on his way back too. Woo, so woo. This is only a woo, further you indication. Know it. <laughs> Zelina Vega wearing a new Street Fighter Six game. Uh, gear that's she's in the game yeah she's a commentator that's pretty pretty cool i mean she's obviously been involved um with the uh, up up down down shit for a while um you know always love to see her over there um you know we're we're big fans of 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 video games as well on our pods uh i might do i might play video games for a living kind of you know um Right, it's like I might, I might uh, check out Street Fighter. Like, I've, I've been in, I've been up and down. I'm more of a Mortal Kombat guy myself in terms of fighting games. But like I've I've okay. played various Street Fighter games over the years. I suck at them. That's why I don't really play them. But I might give it a show you. I might at least check out some footage of it. See what's. Like. I know Kenneth is yeah, a fan. Kenneth. Kenneth does Street Fighter cosplay like every three matches. It feels like you know, not really. But he's, <laughs> uh, didn't they do one for like an AW pay per view once where where the three of them oh, came yeah. out as uh, Street oh, Fighter yeah. characters? Yeah, so. You know, you won't get any complaints from me. That the gear looks fucking incredible too. Like Raquel Rodriguez at twenty-two to a pretty good reaction. Mia Yim at twenty-three. Her graphic read Mia Yim Meechin. Uh, there's been a lot of dispute of what her name is. I think when they when she debuted, when she returned, she was called Meechin. But everyone's like, that is fucking <laughs> awful. So they've just started calling her Mia Yim Meechin. Dude, how about how about the zero uh, okay. fucking reaction for her coming out? That was that was Dude, so the crowd unfortunate. Was dead for her. I, I, she's I think so fucking good. I don't. It's so, do you remember the fucking so series good. of matches that her and EO had when EO was the women's champion and a heel? Oh my god, it was incredible. She is so talented, like, and, and it just gets yeah. wasted on the main. I don't know what it is about main roster that just doesn't get. Yeah, yeah whatever. Maybe we need Keith Lee to go in and yeet some dudes oh. around the office. Bearcat. <laughs> uh, Lacey Evans at twenty four. Michelle McCool at 25 in a pretty neat spot. How have they uh, never done this? I'm in the shocked crowd that nobody has ever had this idea before, right? right? Like, I mean, maybe they just thought she was maybe it's one the of those things that Vince just didn't want because yeah. he didn't want people to think they could hop the rails or something. I don't know. Like, 
she acts surprised. She leaves the front row. She enters. Dude, the imagine if they didn't Bago even decide. But imagine clash. if they said, "Hey, we might have you come out. Just sit in the crowd and have like somewhat ready ring gear on, and just be ready to like go if we need." I would, dude. If that was actually how they did it, that'd be cool. I'm sure they planned out ahead of time. But like that, the idea that that is actually what happened. I just love that. That's a wrestling history moment now. That someone was just sitting at ringside. No, and now you're in the rumble. It's like, oh shit. Okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, dude. Oh man, oh, you know this makes me think we missed a lot of people tonight that weren't here. Like, where's Bronson Reed? He just returned to this company. He just beat fucking Okada, and he's not in this. And then, uh, where's Carl Anderson? Speaking of Carl, yeah, Anderson, I mean Gallows. They had all the meat the men. Then. Where's Gallows? You know what I mean? Like, hmm. Indy Hartwell enters twenty six. I always liked her. Uh, Sony Deville twenty seven. Shotzi twenty eight. Nikki Cross twenty nine with the galactic sprint <laughs> to the ring. And then, how the uh, fuck did she not Jax blow up doing that? What the fuck? I know, right? So Nia Jax at 30. Um, yeah, I didn't need to see that. Wow, this was a misread. I mean, is there um, anybody more hated in women's wrestling? Besides the chick that broke uh, Rosemary's so arm. so much shit about WWE, too. I mean, the only person who I think is more hated is the chick that broke Rosemary's arm. I'm not even kidding. Like, you know, like... I... This was weird, man. I I don't know. I saw a lot of like a lot of people were not happy. About I imagine this. there were probably people backstage I mean, that weren't happy about it. They tr- yeah, because she talked. Do you remember? A lot I'm, of I'm, shit, okay, man. I'm gonna throw this one. How do you think Charlotte felt backstage? They got probably into an actual good. fucking fight on uh, in, in a match once, didn't they? Like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> so this was Charlotte this was the AEW weird, confirmed. Um, it's confirmed. <laughs> Come with Andrade. Uh, they treated her like a massive star. I don't know, man. This, it did, it, it was, did not hit for me. It was a it was a rough ending to this match. It didn't the hit match for me actually either. flowed kind of nicely like, toward the end. Like it started to pick up a pace, and I was like, okay, I'm with this. I'm with this. I wasn't as with it as with the men's. I don't know what it was. I, maybe there was just some something missing. I don't know, but um, but I I this killed that match for me. Like. Yeah, and thankfully, once we get to the final three here, so uh, our final Morgan eliminates Cross. The final three are Oscar Morgan and Ripley. So your your Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan from one to two are still here with Oscar. Oscar tried to blow her mist at Ripley on the apron. Ripley ducked. Morgan was blinded. Ripley then takes out Oscar, and then Morgan and Ripley are the last two. She can't see. She almost eliminates Ripley, but uh, Ripley like puts her fucking legs on her shoulders and yeah so she was hanging like barely she had her legs completely like in a way where she couldn't recover really unless she like but unless she like gave herself up to like being hit basically um i mean i guess obviously she pulled herself back up but i'm saying like in the moment it'd be you would panic this kind of thing you know what i mean so she's panicking but then she just hit the t harris which i mean the core strength that that would require alone is to pull your legs up like completely I'm sure she leaned down, but goddamn, you know what I mean? Like, she is so fucking good, man, and well deserved winner here. This was, I loved our winners, Cody Rhodes and Rhea Ripley. Those are fantastic Royal Rumble. Yeah, winners. I can't complain about who won. And, I, you know, just the contents of yeah. some of them were just like, <laughs> it's like, huh. Who are our winners last year? Let's see. We had Brock Lesnar win the men's and Ronda Rousey win the women's. So Needless Brock Lesnar uh, and different... female Brock Lesnar won the Rumble. And now having a Triple H here, and you could tell. It's a little different there. No Ronda, no Brock. 
So, okay, let's get into this main event mm-hmm. real quick, huh? Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens for the WWE Undisputed Championship. What I'll say is this this was really all about the post-match angle. This The, the whole match was kind of just a, a slower, brutal match setting up the payoff of what's kind of been everyone's it's kind of been the talk of the wrestling town. I mean, for a while, it's the Sami Zayn bloodline angle. I mean, I, I can't go on any social media without seeing clips from this fucking thing. And every time I look at it, I've seen the developments with Jay, with Sammy, you know, and I guess this week, the video package before this was really good, too. We won't talk about the concert. Yeah, There's no, no talk not, about not that. that. But, I tuned out during that. But yeah, so so the match itself, I don't think was anything like unbelievably spectacular. I thought Kevin Owens, you know, took a beating and he took it well because that's what he does. He, he knows how to fucking sell for someone. The, the spot on the stairs was pretty nuts, dude. And then the spear through the barricade was pretty nice. But long story short, Kevin Owens, the ref got bumped. Ke- that was Kevin Owens' chance to win. And then after that, it was all downhill. Um, he smacks Reigns. Reigns immediately spears him. And the pinfall win happens. Yeah. This is a good match, but it was no, nothing special. I mean, special, I think, right? honestly, I would argue with the argument that if there had been commentary on this match, that it would have been kind of, it wouldn't have been as good um, because they were like re, like they were, they were adding bits, like using um, shots of Sammy's face and his reactions. And I, the, the match itself was really slow paced um, on purpose. And I was a little shocked that how early that we just didn't get any re- re- response in terms of offense from, from KO because you know, he's been treated like um, a world champion before where he couldn't be beaten. So like, it's weird to see him just get beat down by Roman. Um, but I mean, obviously that was, and my, my God, does Roman feel like the fucking megastar that he is the whole entrance, the video, like I remember we were talking kind of during the video pack. It's like, dude, the way he delivers those lines, man, it's just he has fully embraced this gimmick, and it's it's worked out well for him. And I'm glad because there he had some rough years when they were pushing him as the top guy, and no one really wanted it. You know, I, you know what the weird thing about that is? Like, I almost want to amend how I felt about that back then. It's not that I didn't want Roman to be the top guy. I think I just wasn't ready for Roman. I think everybody wanted Roman to be the top guy too. They just would have rather it been organic, you know, like. Yep, that's the best way to put it. They wanted it to be organic, and it just was not. So here's a, here we go. After the match, Reigns is attacking Owens. The Usos are giving him. They gave him the 1D. Reigns put his uh, arm around Zane. The Usos put a chair over Owens' head and neck. Solo Sokoa gave him a running hip attack. Shout out Tony Storm. They handcuff Owens' hands to the top rope. The Usos repeatedly super kick him. I mean, this is fucking good shit. Uh, Reigns grabs a chair. Went to hit a helpless and already dead Owens, but Zayn steps in his way. Zayn told Ro- Reigns he was already the champion and didn't need to go that far. Reigns instead offered the chair to Zayn. Reigns was screaming at him to hit him. He said he loved Zayn and he was in their family, but if he didn't want to do it, he should go and do jackass shit. <laughs> um, dude, he was speaking some truth in there. He got in Reigns- Zayn's face, told him to do it, and Zayn finally did it. He strikes Roman in the back with the chair. The pop was insane. That I mean and they were the they first were thing that he did after this was I that. thought was fucking interesting as he he didn't look at the whole group. He looked right at Jay and he said, I'm sorry. Oh what a good little touch because Jay finally Jay and Sammy they finally came around to each other and Jay, you know, didn't believe him and now 
the crowd, uh, Jimmy super kicks Zayn, Solo and Jimmy just beating the living shit out of Sammy. The crowd chanted for Jay, who just watched. The bloodline encouraged him to jump in, but instead Jay walks off. The crowd cheered for Jay, who walked down the aisle, obviously just like super torn up about his decision. And Reigns then goes beating Zayn with a chair. Good fucking chair shots, too. And there is a loud fuck you Roman chant. Oh, oh man. This was, it was louder than oh, they ever yeah. were when they were saying fuck you Roman when they didn't like him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was. And this wild. was. This post match angle was seriously fucking 10 out of 10. They knocked it out of the park. And we, you know, we, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they're destined for, like, they're doomed to dance for destiny. I, I, you know what I'm talking about? I can't think of the saying, but it's, yeah, it's they, just they'll the way never it is, man. Each other. They've already had their WrestleMania singles match. It doesn't matter. They're going to oh, do yeah. it again. They're going to do it as a tag. They're going to do – these guys are going to dance together forever. They can't and, escape the history they have. You know, I mean, good it goes on all them. the way back to Ring of Honor. I mean, that's the thing. Like, when, when Ring of Honor gets a streaming service, and it's going to in the next, like, year or two, I think, you know, like, um, maybe even sooner than that, you know, um, one of the things me and you are probably going to have to go back and watch are the old Kevin Steen El Generico matches because there's nowhere to watch that right now, you know, because oh, yeah. it's something that's like a, a – a, it's a it's a history that I've only seen like one match. It's like the crazy – I've seen the crazy ladder match they have where like it's all the ladders, you know, that one spot that everybody does now where they put the ladders between the ladders like – Oh, yeah. Where that spot came from, you know. And it was just something fucking crazy. But, man, this – this was a much better feeling than I felt last year watching the Rumble with Brock Lesnar winning and we go off air. I remember we were watching Holy it and we were actually like vibing with the match a little bit and we we're like, I wonder who's going to be at number 30. And I think we thought maybe that's when we first thought Cody was going to show up or something like that. Yeah. There was a chance because BJ yeah, yeah, yeah. already so happened. So we, we thought maybe Cody was going to show up and then Brock wins. Lol literally happened. And we, we've made that joke for years and then he actually did it. I know we were both going to watch the main event that night and we just turned the show off. Yeah, and that was really uh, that was something, man. But man, you want to talk about making people feel feeling good going home? Good stuff. Um, it felt like a spectacle. I think I think they accomplished what they wanted to in that Alamo Dome. It, it really felt that was that was a fun set too. I'll, I'm going to touch on that, but yeah, all in all, I think there was a lot of the shit that I could do without. But I thought a lot of the endings of stuff I really liked. Like I like the ending of the first of the men's rumble. I like the ending of the women's rumble when it was Rhea, Asuka, and Liv, and then obviously uh, the, the the go home angle here. This was really it was fun, you know. So that being said, we'll probably cover another show WrestleMania. But any other uh, going home thoughts that you kind of felt with? Uh, I guess just all in all with our winners, Cody, Rhea, and. In the post angle, um, yeah, there. The winners were good. Um, obviously, those will be a couple really good matches, no matter who they're facing at Mania. Obviously, Cody's probably going to face Roman. I don't know who Rhea's going to face. I have no idea. That could be a, a multitude of things could happen with Rhea. But um, yeah, current champion. Yeah, Charlotte I'm, I'm saying like that. either of those matches would be fine. So I mean, I, it depends on what Rhea wants to do more. Probably, let's be realistic. You know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, the, the thing I think. I was the most surprised by it. Like, I've been hearing for months that like this stuff with Sammy and the bloodline is like actually the best thing in wrestling right now. And I was like, yeah, there's no way there's no actual way. And I don't think it's the best thing, but it's pretty up there. I mean, it's like, this was like the best storytelling they had the entire show was in that last segment, you know? Um, 
and you could just feel the chemistry they and all just had like you can tell they've all been working on this for so long to build to this moment. I'm really interested to see where Jay goes from here because, um, I mean, they've been building up Jay walking away from this since before it was the bloodline. Like you know, like I mean, so yeah, there's so much they can do there. They could run Jay versus Roman again. They could they could do all kinds of things. Like I I'm really curious to see where that goes more than anything. Um, if, if anything, I might I might tune in a little bit more. I mean, obviously now that Cody's back, I might I might you know have to see what matches he's having. But. Yes, I do want to see Cody more, man. I, I, I mean, that would have been Cody. the only reason I watched I really any Raw or SmackDown would have been if he had a match on them. You know what I mean? Like so, you know. But it's just been he's he's been hurt. He wrestled with that torn pack. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And now he's back. I mean, we might he might be fucking wrestling Monday. Who knows? But it is nice to see Cody Rhodes back. I'm glad he won this. I'm glad he's accomplishing everything you wanted to. Next up, Cody and fucking Roman, and that is going to be a big match. All right, do you think it'll be the best match of Roman's career? I really hope so. Because do when I think of Roman matches, there's not that. They're one all pretty much like, the same, that right? The like, not that that's a bad thing. They're just there's not one match that I would put over another. Like if you have a match with Roman. If your stuff is good enough and you have enough of a diverse moveset and Roman can work with it, then it's going to be a good match. But I don't ever feel – and maybe that's part of why people didn't want Roman as top guy for so long is because they just don't feel anything from his matches like that. But, like, I don't know. I think now that he's unlocked, like, the dark Roman Reigns character for the last couple of years, I think I think that's not really a thing anymore. You know, I think, I think as long as he's – yeah, he puts out good enough matches that. Yeah, I think, into it. and it just depends on who you put him against. Like, if you put him against Elias, I mean, it'll be a fine match, but it's not going to be like a, you know, like I think if he if you wanted Roman Reigns to have your five star bangers, like you're probably gonna have to put him against somebody like Danielson or Kenny or. I mean, shit. One of my favorite Roman matches is probably him and Matt. They said his match with Castle. Danielson on Danielson's way out of WWE was good, but I never saw it. And so yeah, it was the the triple threat. So I don't know. Danielson, Edge, and Roman Reigns. So, that I mean, was you know, a really good one. Uh, he, yeah, he's always a good component of matches. I think it's just um, they got to find the right opponents. Like I said, you know, it's not always going to be. Yeah, and Cody, Cody has got to be a perfect opponent. Yeah, Co- Cody, Cody especially since having gone off and yeah, and the guy will set himself on fucking fire and still use the match. I still he's can't believe that he did that. I mean, we just hit the one-year <laughs> anniversary of when he hit that ridiculous Cody Cutter off of the ladders in the ladder match, in his last match in AEW. <laughs> Which probably means we'll have Bash the Beach coming up soon. But, yeah, guys, that'll be it for us. We hope you enjoyed this ESE mini of the Royal Rumble. Um, our next one of these will most likely be Battle in the Valley, unless it's the Four Pillars, which we haven't figured out our day for doing that. So that's why I'm not sure which it'll be. But, yeah, we'll be back again. Um if the, you're catching this in your feeds on Sunday and you're like, oh, shit, when's when's East Sleep Leap popping up? Well, it'll be up later. So enjoy that. And, uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for checking us out. Um, we appreciate it. And, yeah, uh, anything else you want to say, Garrett, before we uh, send this yeah. on?